Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast. Um, this is Pastor Adam. Obviously, you do not hear Stephanie uh, Shelton with me right now. Um, she is not with me, so she's not able to host today. So I am hosting, um, and I'm going to ask some questions of our very own uh, missions intern, um, who is being a missionary right now in the Dominican Republic, Josiah Keller. Josiah, say hey. Hello. So that's Josiah. So we are right now, this recording is going to sound a little funky to you. It's not the greatest uh, because we're doing it on the iPhone in the middle of the Dominican Republic right now. We're actually sitting in a missionary's house um, to be able to do this, surrounded by their guard dogs. <laughs> um, so you may hear some barking. You may definitely hear some horn noises and some, uh, what do you call, Josiah, what would you call the, the guys riding around with the speakers in the back of the truck? Uh, they sell produce. I don't know exactly what their message is. I imagine it's just like, hey, Buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this, and they, they laugh a lot. So I don't, I don't understand what they're saying because the quality of their speakers also trash. Yeah. It's, it's funny. So you'll hear that for sure yes. on this call. Well, on this, I call it a call because we're talking on the phone on this recording. Um, but we wanted to do a special one before um, Stephanie and I are going to kick off a new series. So the new series is coming up next week. Um, are all the things that we wish we knew um, when we became a Christian. And so, you know, for, for all the other of you that are newer to following Christ, um, maybe you followed Christ for a while, but you never really got serious about it. Now you're trying to. We're going to tell you a bunch of stuff that we wish we knew when we first started following Jesus, that we wish somebody would have told us. So that'll be coming up next week, long, uh, about a 10-week series. There's a loud motorcycle right there. Yep. Look at the volume levels. <laughs> um but today we wanted to just pause since we're in the Dominican right now with a team from our church and Josiah's here, pause and just interview and ask Josiah some questions. So I want to set the context up a little bit because you could be going, oh, Josiah's some super Christian who's 45 years old and, you know, loves Jesus so much that he became a missionary. Um, that's not really it. So let me give you the context. So Josiah, how old are you? I turned 20. I call it like three or four weeks ago. So I actually finished a build on my birthday, which was really cool. So you, so you, you're, you just got out of the teenage years, right? Yep. It just happened. So I'm, I'm one year out of high school. Um, so that was one of the requirements for the internship. So you have to be a year out of high school to build that independence. So you're not, when you come, you're not like still sucking your thumb about like being <laughs> with mom and dad. Like, you have like a little bit of experience being alone. Gotcha. So, yeah. Gotcha. And you have been down here how long now? Two and a half months. I'm almost on my three month period. I come home in two weeks. Not not counting this one, two weeks. Yeah. And you've built a bunch of houses so far. Yep. I built, uh, it's, I'm not a numbers guy, so I don't really keep track, but I want to say five, five to six. Five, six, something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. And right now, right now you're with your own church. And building a house here, which is how you got introduced to Casas the first time a couple years ago. Yep. Right? On a build. While you were in high school. Yeah, while I was in high school. I believe I was 10th grade, 11th grade, I want to Your say. dad drug you down here. Yep. It was scary. <laughs> it was scary. But it was, it was life-changing. So we're talking about now somebody who has, is a young man and has decided to 
explore the possibility of becoming a missionary or at least as a short-term missionary right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's the context of where we're at. And he's almost done with the internship. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've, you know, you can go back and listen to other episodes. We've interviewed quite a few, um, missionaries from the Dominican while we've been here and while we've been home. Um, so this is a completely new perspective, right? So Mm -hmm. we've had, if you go back and listen, you can listen to Josh and Allie and their seasoned vets. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you can listen to Ian, who at the time was getting seasoned, but not quite seasoned. And Mm -hmm. now we got Greenhorn. Yep. uh, (laughs) Greenhorn Josiah. Josiah, can you talk about a little bit about um, Dominican culture when it comes to Christianity or what you've experienced so far? You don't mean, I'm not asking you to give some proper analyzation, right? right? So it's just your perspective so far Mm -hmm. on the faith movement here, um, what's going on in the kingdom of God. Um, your takeaways so far from the way Christianity looks here versus the way it looks at home. I'm giving you as many props as I can so you can go yeah, in whatever right. direction you want to go, right? Mm-hmm. I would say, so one thing is that uh, a lot of them are Catholics. Like Catholic Church is really big here. Um, one of the jokes that uh, Matiko, someone that's on the staff here, made was, uh, it was Everyone took a holiday because it was a Catholic holiday. And Mitigo was like, yeah, don't you know? We're all Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, like, the majority of the, the culture here is Catholic. Um, there, there are a couple big Mormon mission churches uh-huh. in the area. Um, I want to say, like, two that I know of. Um, and then there's a lot of just, like, just church. They're non-denom like they don't right. I don't I don't know how to more, describe them more grassroots type like yeah. more just um, I mean that's similar to us right mm-hmm. so about half the people that listen to the podcast are familiar or connected with our church Union Church in some way mm-hmm. and the other half it, I have no clue right, right. Um, and it may be more than that I may be thinking a third and two thirds but the context of our church is, you know, we were grassroots, non-denominational, no connection to any planting organization or whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And that's the feel here I get is yeah. it's a lot of, hey, I'm called to pastor, I'm called to start a church. And mm-hmm. and their friends, their mentors or whatever, like, do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's go. Yeah. A lot of their, a lot of them are, because community is so highly valued here, their intention may not be on, like, immediately be on... Like, I'm serving. I love God. I love people, and I'm serving. It's more like, I love people, and I'm going to do this. And it may not start with, I love God, uh-huh. but it's there. It's eventually down the line when they become, like, go to church, and they start learning the gospel. There is that piece that it's like, oh, this makes more sense now. Yeah. I love God, and that's why I love his people and I'm like right. action oriented to serve his so people. Help, you, do you, you think that it, you, it's it's like it helps them understand how they were created or their identity or why they have this yeah why they have this desire to love to, their to people serve. in their community so much and to serve mm-hmm. right because the serving the, the the willingness to serve friends family strangers here mm-hmm. is just and you correct me if I'm wrong you've been immersed in it you know yeah. I've been here a lot but it's 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 so. Yeah, it's, it's I, just, it feels abnormal to an American because, yes. like, wow. Like, last night we had all those problems with the water. And, of course, it is Ahsoki's job to, like, help us. Right. But at the same time, uh, Ahsoki was, was um, 
Ahsoki was doing it out of love. Like, yeah. he had a smile on his face the entire time. Yeah, he was really happy to help yes. in that and in like, that kind of crisis moment, right? Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, like, not crisis. When we but... first, me, me and Liam first got here to the to the Dominican, Ahsoki was like, hey, here's my number. What's your number? If you need anything, call me. Yeah. And that was like, oh, like, thank you. Because, like, I, like... I feel vulnerable going to a new country and I don't really know the culture. I don't really, I'm just so unexperienced. And that Mm -hmm. was very comforting to know that he had, he placed himself in that position to be a, like a security net. Yeah. I'm here. You need something. Call me. And then what's Mm -hmm. cool is, is I mean, he doesn't speak the greatest of English. No, he doesn't. I mean, it's, it's, (laughs) it, we can, we can get along. Yeah. And he's, I've had, he's gotten a lot better at it too, because I've had a whole conversations with him where we're working around words that we don't know. And it's, yeah, it's awesome to be able to build that connection because that's yeah. one thing I've struggled with here. And that's why I want to do another internship is because I've been so engrossed in learning how to do the build and how to serve. I've, I've missed out on that relationship piece. And by the time I come home every day, I don't have the mental capacity to be able to learn Spanish to sure, build that relationship. Sure. So. It's been awesome to have Ahsoki and like Manny who know English and I can build that relationship with them. Yeah. But I really want to learn Spanish by the time next time I come back so I can build that relationship with the families and with like the cooks because the cooks don't know that much English. So it's kind of hard to get that um, relationship building. Yeah, Yeah, it's cool. If you guys don't know what we're talking about and you're like, what the heck organization is this? I probably should have said it at the beginning, but I'm not the host, so I'm not used to this. It's Casas Por Cristo. You can go check them out online. Mm -hmm. Um, You can obviously ask us, send us a message, whatever you want to do, and we'll be glad to connect you. It's one of our favorite organizations in the world. Our church only partners with two international organizations, um, Compassion International Mm -hmm. and Casas Por Cristo, so we want to feature them as much as possible. So just a side note, if you didn't pick up on that's what we're talking about. and Casas is not just in the Dominican. You know, they're in Mexico, mm-hmm. headquartered in El Paso, Texas, Guatemala. Mm-hmm. They start, um, uh, let's see, uh, Nicaragua. Yeah. They just started Honduras yes, last year. Yes, that's it, Honduras. Mm-hmm. So um, wonderful organization. Builds homes for people that need homes. This tangible need we can meet, but you do it mm-hmm. through the work of the local pastors mm-hmm. in those contexts and communities. Um so it's just a way to hold up the arms of the local pastors so that they can continue to reach the, mm-hmm. the people in their area that they obviously love and care and serve um, yeah. with, with the gospel of Jesus, but in a tangible way that, that these people will never, ever be able to do on their own, right? Um, yeah. It's just a pretty awesome thing. So you can check that out. Uh, so I want to ask you a couple questions about internships. So mm-hmm. I think that – so you just talked about coming back for another internship. Yeah. I Do you – so I have, I have this feel that internships in America have virtually disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've talked about like what happened to ministry internships in the States. Mm-hmm. It all turned into, it's either, um, it, it all turned into either it's, it's go straight to the jobs or not. Right. Yeah. Um, what do you think has been special about the internship process? So versus mm-hmm. versus, and maybe you can't, maybe this doesn't make any sense, but versus you just going. Hey, they've got a part time or they've got a full time position, and I'm going to take it and jump right in. What do you think about the internship helps? Hmm. The internship. So there are. 
I don't know if this is going to be answering your question because I mean I imagine they do this on regular job sites. Yeah, but it's it's not as much. So it, so, it is disappearing in yeah. it's a disappearing in the corporate world in America, but it's also disappearing nearly completely in the church world. Right. So for me, it was like it was like that extra security. So I'm not like diving full in and like I don't have the same commitment as if I were applying to be like a missionary yeah because if i apply to be a missionary and i decide that like this isn't for me i just made it like an oopsie because like this is a role that's kind of solid like they they need someone to stay at least for a longer period of time than just hey i want to try this out right so the internship gave me that opportunity to try it out and to see if it's really for me and they teach you skills that you would normally like. I had no clue how to build a house. Um, I had a little bit of an idea of how to read blueprints because I took engineering classes in high school. But like they teach you that. They teach you how to swing a hammer. They teach you how to use all the tools. They teach you how to think ahead and how to uh -huh. be a leader. And this is my first week on trying to be a leader because our staff is very stressed out. This is the busiest week of our summer. So all of like the mainstay staff are leading their own teams and are like, Hey, interns, yeah. here you go. Yeah. Here's your own piece. Yeah. So yeah. this is, this is my first time getting to lead a build and it was different. It's, I'm not playing that second role, that support role. I am that leadership role. Yeah. And it was a challenge, but I, I kind of welcomed it. It was, it was a really fun challenge and to take a bit, a huge uh, not burden, but weight off my shoulders was kind of letting God lead through me. Yeah. Cause like, I'm not, I don't believe I'm a natural born leader. I've never, I don't have like charisma or strong, like sense of leadership, but I feel more comfortable in the number two spot. I, that's where I feel most comfortable with. So being put in that was very stressful. So I was, I just like, Hey God, yeah. I'm going to be your number two and you're going to lead through me. And that was, that was really cool. So they teach you pretty much everything you need to know. And they are welcome to, if you, if you say, I don't know, they'll, they'll, they'll help, like stop right. and help you. So that was like the main takeaway of like the internship for me was like they it's more hands-on teaching. Yeah, so it's not, so the idea of the picture, we had the devotion last night where we're talking about the scripture that referred to mm -hmm. putting your toes in the water and then going knee deep or waist deep and then mm -hmm. going in over your head. So it's definitely more than toes in the water, right? Yeah. Um, so I think of toes in the water would be, you know, mm -hmm. you're just here watching, follow me around, but there's no real commitment to it. There's, you have a commitment. So you had a three, three yeah. and a half month time yeah. commitment. There wasn't um, a lifetime commitment. Right. So, yeah. And, but then you also have been gradually moved into more and more leadership within that small commitment time, mm -hmm. right? So, going back to that analogy of, like, ankle-deep faith, uh -huh. the, the decision was tossing myself into that deep water. But they have – it has felt a lot more once I've gotten here. They're holding my hand and they're walking me to yeah, the deep water. right. So, it, it was a lot less scary. It was, yeah. They really did a good job with guiding me. To so, you know, it's, it's so interesting how 
you may not have thought of this. You may have. Uh, Josiah, if you don't know Josiah, Josiah is a thinker. And so he, <laughs> he, is, he really cares about words. Yeah. And so I gave him no prep on these questions whatsoever. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, so you may have thought of this, you know, more than I have. Um, but, you know, you think that they're building your skill set um, to get to this point this summer where you could lead us and our team from mm-hmm. your church, right, in the build. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. But they were also... You're also at the same time, and and God was doing this too. I mean, obviously, God's the one working here. Mm-hmm. Was building your leadership capacity, your mm-hmm. um, your comfort in, you know, st- stepping up and going. All right, I'll take the lead here, knowing that God is still number one, and I'm just number two. You mm-hmm. know, they've been building that in you the whole time too, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the build part, the the technical pieces of it, mm-hmm. um, you, you know. Is what it is, right? Yeah. You've done enough. You've seen enough. Mm-hmm. You know enough. You'll probably be okay. And you got a cheat book and a cheat yeah. sheets and yeah, everything else, right? <laughs> and phones or whoever you need to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other piece, the other piece was a part where they had to kind of throw you in. So mm-hmm. they held your hand all the way through those pieces. Mm, yeah. And I still think they were holding your hand a little bit, even though they weren't with us. You yeah. know, the leadership, mm-hmm. stuff like that, through the build part. Yeah. But there was a spot of them having to let go of your hand and go... You're going to have to lead, though. Yep. So all these things that you picked up on, yeah. you're going to have to actually take the lead. Um, and I think that's important. I there's a, There's been a monstrous debate for decades and decades over whether or not leadership is natural born or it's not. You either mm-hmm. are or you're not. And I just don't see in any way, shape, or form that that's the way God works in anything else, um, that you're just naturally born this or naturally yeah. not. There is a gifting mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. But then there's also learned behavior. Yeah. Of, there's you know, like that two sides of that coin. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, there's two sides of it, and they're both equally important. Mm-hmm. And experience and learning something and, and also God calling you to something that you are not particularly specifically, yeah. you know, like you would think that everybody who's called into leadership should have to test positive. That sounds horrible. That sounded like a COVID test. Yeah. <laughs> have to test, you know that my spiritual gifting is apostleship or, mm-hmm. you know, leadership or whatever. And I have found in the church world that that's not the case. That yeah. a lot of the times there is there are other spiritual giftings that you would not necessarily say this person is a leader. You know, like they've, they've got a prophetic gifting yeah. or whatever it may be. And God grows the skills and experience mm-hmm. so that you lead, but then he wants you to lead like you, right? right. So you've still got to lead in your gifting, mm-hmm. not necessarily just the giftings that are typically found in leadership. Right. And so I think that's cool. I think it's really neat and often overlooked. So to me, an internship or, or an, a prolonged exposure to something that you feel like God wants to grow me in. Yeah. You start to determine, okay, my gifting may not be this, but I can learn it, I can get experience in it, and I can watch others. And I can emulate those things, um, yeah. and and be able to be able to still lead and function. You know, you may not you may not be that person who's the upfront, always has the charisma, but that yeah. but not all leadership necessitates that. As a matter of fact, I think, and this is weird coming from a pastor, right? Because typically preachers, there is this charisma thing that, that we have, mm-hmm. and there's and there's these there's these spiritual giftings of leadership, apostleship you know, mm-hmm. teaching, evangelism, those things. 
Um, I don't think they're necessary, right, for that. I think you just have to lean into the gifting you have yeah. and trust that God God puts who he wants in positions that he wants them in and guides you into them, and then you learn from others, right? You figure yeah. it out. Um, it's definitely what I've done here is I've done the build with Ian and Josh. So I've got to see yes, both yes, two yes. very different types they, of leadership. They've both been on the podcast, by the way. So you can go back and look at prior episodes. Mm-hmm. We'll throw in the we'll throw in the notes of this episode. Um, actually, we put it in the description because we don't know what the heck show notes are. So, <laughs> so in the description, we'll throw in um, that you can listen to Josh on episode whatever, mm-hmm. Ian on episode whatever. Go ahead, go back to that. That's a good point. Okay, so uh, Josh, his leadership—you described it really mm-hmm. well earlier this week with um uh what was it bull in a china shop yes and it's it's very much like that and then ian is very methodical like he he won't uh make a move without there being a purpose Mm -hmm. behind it a future purpose behind it yeah he's out a few steps always always And, and that also goes back to a funny thing where uh all, during all of his free time, he's playing chess. <laughs> there you go. See? So he's very methodical, and like that's the way. He, that's why uh, he works. That's like his uh, what's perfect analogy, right? Perfect yes. picture for him to because mm-hmm. you if you're gonna play chess and not lose within the first couple of minutes, mm-hmm. you got to be multiple moves ahead, right? right? Scenarios: if this, then this; mm-hmm. when this, then this; um, and setting up these things in that way. Mm-hmm. That's definitely him, right? So, yeah. so for example, so Ian right now is the is the total Dominican lead. Right? Yeah. So he's leading everything in the Dominican in this country. Josh used to do that. Now Josh leads foreign fields, so he's yeah. actually over multiple countries. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are completely different leaders. Yes, totally different leaders, and it's really cool to be able to lead, or not lead, but uh, that was the wrong word. To be uh, a second lead to them, yeah, because I've. I was very involved with part of their leadership role and getting to really see the difference in that and just like picking things for my, like, Oh yeah, like this is how I would do that. And this is how this fits me. And I've been learning from two very different leaderships and now I've kind of developed my own and yeah, like that's, I agree with your, like there's two different sides of that coin where you are born with like, spiritual gifts and sure. some of them may be more favoring to natural leadership absolutely but there is a part of leadership where you learn that there's learned skills in that and yeah i totally agree with your previous thought on that yeah and i think you know and i to me this is the beauty of the body of christ mm-hmm. um that it's a cliche statement it takes all kinds it takes up but i mean but we don't we don't always take that to leadership Mm -hmm. and I really think that that's the case and so you get to experience you have experienced in an intense period both styles and realize that they both work it's both Mm -hmm. you know and so I can develop my who I am right so what I struggle with as a as a senior leader in the church is bringing people along with me and then making them think they have to be just like me Right. You know that they have the same, have the same gift set, have to talk, talk the same way, yeah. <laughs> go, go after it the same way, mm-hmm. um, and it's just totally wrong. And I think that limits that limits um, bringing people up and growing them in what God wants them to do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we tend to be quite dogmatic on the role, 
this role requires this type of person. Yeah. Yeah. No, not really. Um, Not really. This role requires who God wants in the person and that person to be willing to learn, step out of their comfort zone, and then use their gifting and skill sets, right? Mm -hmm. And be okay with the ones you don't know. Like, you know, some people are never going to be, they can learn these builds like crazy, but they're never going to be a mechanical mindset. Yeah. You know, some are always going to be a more people-centric mindset. Mm Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it is. And so in a task like this that is driven around me, so this role, this missionary role, is driven around two distinct pieces. Mm-hmm. It's driven around um, care and concern and, and, and moving a group of Christians from America to be able yeah. to accomplish something in this culture, in this context. But then it's also the building side of this that, mm-hmm. you know, we, it's a construction site, right? Yeah. So you got those two pieces there. Mm-hmm. That can be kind of different, so I think it's really cool. What do you feel like um, to transition off leadership? Unless you want to stay on it, what do you feel like has been you know top one, two, three things you feel like God's teaching you during this or lessons? That's hard for you because you're gonna you're gonna process longer. Yeah. So you don't have to give much. You can give. A, I think it might be, or I'm heading this direction. Um, and it could be personal. It could be what God's doing for you in the future. It could just be an awareness or an awakening or um, what you see God doing in the world, right? That it doesn't have anything to do with with, uh, with Josiah Keller. Yeah, right. right. By the way, it's Josiah with Jess-iah. an E. Jess-iah. <laughs> um <laughs> Not Josiah or Josiah, mm-hmm. which I called him for like five years. So. <laughs> What, what do you just feel? How do you see or feel God moving um, in general? So, like when I'm here, when I'm here, I'll talk to you, figure it out. When, when I'm here, I, I get a better sense of how God's moving and working in the world. Yeah. Which which puts always puts my little corner in perspective, mm-hmm. and makes me realize in a great way, not in a negative way, in a great way. That in the body of Christ, I am just a mere uh, hair on the pinky, you know, <laughs> hair on the pinky mid-digit, you know, or yeah. or a little baby toenail somewhere. Um, and that God is much bigger and working so much more. And I, that's where I almost always, every time we're here, and we're usually here every couple of, every, every six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in between those times, we'll have some of the missionaries with us in Danville. Mm-hmm. And so... I, I'm always, God's always drawn me back to that. Always drawn me back to that. And so for an example, I'll talk and just, I'll have a really good thought in a minute. Um, uh, going into COVID, we were going to, we were going to plan a third campus at home. Um, and so we were going to plan a third campus in our city, in our county seat town. Um, and we were rolling. And then when COVID hit, it was, it was shut, it was gone. And it's off the table now for at least the foreseeable future. Um, and it, it just bothered me so bad. And I just felt like, is this working anymore? Is God moving? You know what I mean? Like at the core of the question, you know, it was this, I don't know, has, has Christianity in America seen its better days? You know, feelings like that. And then I come down here this particular time and I talked to Pastor Jose Luis, who is a local pastor here in the community who we work with and know well. And he's telling me about the fact that they just got a little plot of land over here in another part of the town and that they're going to open a third campus. And it was just God's way of going, no, no. So everything's moving. Everything's working. You you know what I mean? Right. All the time. 
it, do not believe Adam Cook do not believe the lie that Christianity is in decline right um, how we have practiced Christianity which may not even be Christianity in lots of ways yeah. um, it may be in decline but that's a good thing but the move of the gospel mm. is alive and well um, yeah. Unstoppable force. Unstoppable force, right. Unstoppable force. And so God's constantly bringing me back to that, and that just happened to be a recent example, um, which, which really moved me. And it's got me thinking a lot and changing my perspective, you know, of why does it need, why did, why does it need to be a campus that I'm associated with, you know, directly? Why can't it be one I'm indirectly associated with or whatever it may be? So what do you think, Desai? What do you feel like? I have a couple thoughts, and there is one that popped up in my head while you're speaking and it was um so you know Alyssa's talk at the beginning of the week it's very humbling it gets you in the right mindset before you start and one of the I'm going to paraphrase it because I can't remember her exact words but it goes along on the lines of like this is such a small piece and it is of God and it's and what God's doing in the world it's very humbling but at the exact same time it is massive and it's it's very hard yeah, it's, it's a very like a hard thing to wrap your hand, yeah. head around and it's it's every time i hear it every week it's like oh yeah like it i need to hear this talk every week <laughs> every morning i ought to hear this talk because there's part of me where it's like god or jesus died on the cross for me but and it makes me feel very individual and it was but at the same, it was, it was a very personal sacrifice, but at the exact same time, it, it was for everyone in the right, world. It right. was personal for each individual all over the world. And it's, it's a really weird concept to wrap our, our mind around where it's, you're not important, but at the same time, you are incredibly Absolutely. important. Absolutely. And it's, it's a very weird thought. But it's it's a thought that it's been working on me while I'm here. See if this makes sense. That so, I've I've heard this long, long time. That and we're back to this whole we're back to this whole two sided coin thought that we've had a couple times through here. Mm-hmm. Same concept is that before you're a, before you're a Christ follower, before you submit your life to Jesus, it's all about you. Mm-hmm. Once you do, it is no longer about you. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it and it's the most beautiful dichotomy that there is. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's intense. But, but we as people are constantly defaulting to it's about us, mm-hmm. right? This natural, innate human nature mm-hmm. that is selfish and self-focused and self-righteous and all those self-words are never good, by the way. Yeah. Um, you know, and, <laughs> and we, are, we are, what about me? What about me? What about me? And yet the gospel is it's about you and it's not, mm-hmm. you know, all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And when you can get that, like, like with Jesus, mm-hmm. it it's about Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, he's going, but I lay it all down. Like, mm-hmm. even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and mm-hmm. lay his life down as a ransom for many. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, even me. It's like, it's like Jesus was saying, hey, look, I'm it. Yeah. Like, I am the man. Right? <laughs> and, and even I, it's not about me. Right? That's the mm-hmm. tone that I'm setting. And so, I love you so much not to let it be about you. But it is about you, but it's not about you, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, and that's that's like an overarching thing. Now, more of a personal thing that's been working on me is back at home. 
uh, my dad, Larry Keller, he is, I consider him to be very wise. He's lived many different cycles in his life. Mm -hmm. And he has like bestowed wisdom on me that I thought I understood. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. And it's very interesting. The fact, the idea that you think you understand something like, yeah, I think I understand this piece of wisdom very well. I'm going to live by this, but if you don't actually live by it, do you really understand it? Yeah, yeah. And that's something that I have learned being here in the Dominican Republic is I was kind of forced to live in, in uh, by wisdom and faith. So, like, this is the big plunge for me. I was yeah, like, true. all right, God, this is, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, like, I'm, just, I'm just going. I'm just going. I don't know what's happening, but I'm going. And I have faith in you. And there's pieces where I've heard different wisdoms from different groups that have come. And when I start living by it, it's like, wow, I remember my dad saying this. Mm, mm. And I actually, I actually this time understand it. And it's really weird to have that thought going around my head. And now I'm always questioning, like, do I really understand this? Mm. And maybe I feel like the appropriate answer is like, I don't know. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I don't know. And maybe one day that I'll, like, maybe I will truly understand. Maybe, like, the wisdom that I think I understand now, maybe I don't actually yeah, get yeah. it. Not that, but maybe I'll learn that in another cycle of my life. So being content in the answer, I don't know, has been a big thing for me here. And maybe I'll never know until, like, the end times, you know? Like, <laughs> I actually think that's a big problem in Christianity in general is that we're not open enough to say we don't know. Mm-hmm. more frequently like we feel like it makes at least the Americanized Christianity we feel like we have to have the answer yeah we get so, caught up on mm-hmm. it and if we don't have it then we're quiet we ignore it we stay away from it we don't mm-hmm. approach it or we make up some crap that yeah, we think's right, right. <laughs> you know, or that we heard somebody else say that sounds good and we don't mm-hmm. really know and, and not just with people's questions it's just in general you know and mm-hmm. the, we were we are not we are not designed in our in the current state, right? Mm-hmm. There's a full there's a full on restoration piece, and mm-hmm. that we will understand in those ways, but we don't. Mm-hmm. And to pretend like we do, yeah, um, it will create no growth. There's no yeah. way that the growth can come from yeah. that. Um, you you told me about your dad thing when we were riding around talking, and mm-hmm. and man, what a what an awesome compliment to to a father. Um, it, I guarantee you that. I guarantee you it would be like the greatest compliment you ever get your dad when he yeah. hears all this stuff. <laughs> um, I hope you tell him in person before this yeah. mess comes out of the podcast, but he probably don't listen to it, so it's okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, like wisdom is, and the Bible is so full of this. It tells us constantly that, you know, wisdom is not the accumulation of knowledge, right? It's actually walking in that, mm-hmm. walking in that knowledge. Um, you know, James, the book of James is incredible about this. I mean, the whole context of the book of James is like three words. Listen, learn, do. Yep. And his and his his big teaching is if you're not doing it, yeah. you never really learned it. Yep. Because once you learn it, you must actually do it. Mm-hmm. Right? And to do it is actually to learn it. So those two are those two are so connected. So there may be a big space between, and there always is, by the way. Mm-hmm. You're lying if you think it's not. There's a huge space between listen and learn. In what James is saying. So big old gap. But the space between learn and do is virtually non-existent. Yeah. Right? So they, they are together. And so if you don't do it, mm-hmm. 
you didn't really learn it. And that's James's whole context behind, you know, faith without works is dead, right? That was his whole concept yeah. is you don't know it. You haven't learned it at all if you're not practicing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this is, and that's what you're talking about with yeah. wisdom. Like, it's not really, it's you living by some sort of mantra, yeah. right? But you don't know it until you actually walk it out mm-hmm. and you put it in practice. And then it's, you know, and I think we obviously are designed as humans with a um, mental capacity that is tremendous. Like, I mean, our brains are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can retain and learn and process. But we're also built, um, you know, in this full trichotomy of, you know, uh, of mind, body and mind, soul and spirit, right? This mm-hmm. full old dichotomy. So we can learn it and know it, but we have to actually walk in it. Mm-hmm. For it to be the depth that it ha- that it's actually meant to be, um, and we get caught up in it a lot. You know? Yeah, we get caught up in trying to make an answer for things that we don't understand. True. And the honest reality of it is that God is limitless. Like, right. He's like, there is no part of my brain that can even come close to perceiving. Right. It's so beyond me that it's just like, why would I even try to understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would we try? It's so big that it's just, it's, I'm okay with being content. I'm I'm content with the answer I don't know because God is so big that I was never even designed to be, to begin to understand it. And nothing is contingent upon you having to know it, Mm -hmm. right? Nothing. So yeah, he doesn't can, call me to understand. Right. He's like, say yes and go. Yeah, just go. <laughs> I understand it. That's all we yeah. need. <laughs> it's like a little kid always asking, uh, like, why this, why this, why this? And he's like, you're a little kid. You're, yeah. like, your brain literally is incapable yeah, of You're being not going to gonna understand the why behind it. Yeah, right? like you're not there yet. So just, just be content with your father's wishes and then just do it. <laughs> It's very, that's very interesting. Do you think, we'll wrap up. Do you think that is the, like, if you had to right now, and you don't like doing this, but if you had to right now give, you know, a word of advice to someone in a similar situation as you, um, you know, somebody who's at a spot in their life, doesn't matter the age, they're at a spot in their life where they're trying to determine what is it that I'm supposed to be doing, becoming for this next season, right? I hate the phrase, you know, what are you going to be when you grow up? What are you going to do in life? Because that is, that puts you into this like one little track and yeah. you know, and it's ridiculous. So this season that God has me in, you're discerning it, right? Mm-hmm. You're in the process of discerning it. Well, yeah. what advice would you give um, being right in the middle of it now? Cause you still don't know what's happening next for you. Like, and you don't even have like a leaning at this point, you know I mean? You just, so what would you give? quick little tidbit of advice that you so for me it was hearing the little voice in the back of my head and it was just saying yes to that so there's like don't think too hard about it when you hear the voice and you know it and you know that it's going to further uh the kingdom of god or service as people don't make up a reason why you can't go don't think about it at all. Right. Just like, yes, go and just do it. Just do it. Just do it. So yeah. that, I agree. I think that is wise, wise wisdom. Um, Even if you don't want to do it, because there's some days that I wake up from the bill and I'm like, man, I could just sleep in for another extra yeah. 30 minutes. But I mean, like there's a part of me where it's just like, just do it. 
even when you don't want to, when you, the most, like, I'm trying to organize my thoughts here. It's hard to do in a quick, yeah. quick fire. Yeah, but it's like, when you, wake, or when you wake up and you hear that voice, you make up reasons why you can't do it. Mm-hmm. You, f- you find every single reason why you can't do it. So one thing I've learned here is just don't think about it. Just right. don't, don't put any extra thought into it. Just say yes and go. Just put action, action. I think Scott and I, I'm Scott. Scott's a guy who's here on the trip, and I'm his old youth pastor from years ago. And uh, I married him and his wife, and like he's old now, and uh, so I'm old. <clears throat> and he said that last night in our devotion, like mm. just randomly, it was, you know, how do you become more intentional? And Scott was like, I think you don't. <laughs> you just <laughs> I don't. think you. I think you just have to say an immediate yes, mm-hmm. and you don't put a bunch of plans and thoughts into figuring it out. Because then you you stagnate, or then you steer, right? Yep. You either stagnate or steer, and you don't want to do either. Yeah. Like we don't want to stagnate, and we don't want to be steering the ship. So, just those, you know, it's the the, the still small voice of God, you know, and you and you, and even if you're questioning that, like, so that's me. It's like I'm like, <laughs> is this God, yeah. or did I just eat some bad Taco Bell? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what is this? But if it's like, I'm pretty sure this is God. Mm-hmm. And I know that what's being called to do, like you just said, it is going to move the is going to move the kingdom of God. It's going to move the gospel. It's going to serve His people. If I can answer both of those two, like mm-hmm. you just said, and I'm not completely 100 percent was God, but I know that the purpose is here coming from it. Just say yes. Mm-hmm. Just say yes. Thank you for organizing my thought. That was exactly <laughs> what I was trying to convey. <laughs> but Josiah, thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate you doing this. I know this is not your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're proud of you. We're happy. Uh, for where you are and what God's doing, and especially for you to share some wisdom with us. This is some hot, off-the-presses, 20-year-old wisdom that is pretty darn good. So um, you guys, uh, if you want to know more about Casa Sport Cristo, if you want to support Josiah or the missionaries, we'll be happy to assist you with that. You can just give us a message, send us an email, post on social junk, whatever it is, and we'll be glad to follow back up. Um, And we'll be back. Um, We'll be heading out of the Dominican here in a couple days. And we back, uh, and we'll roll back into with uh, with our host Stephanie. We'll roll back into the next series, the new series coming up, which is things we wish we knew when we first started following Jesus. Stuff we wish people told us. So that's where we're at. Just like I say bye to everybody. Bye. See you guys later. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.